0: It's one o'clock on Ben Che. the headlines. Hong Kong's biggest teachers' union says it should be up to teachers themselves whether or not they get vaccinated. A member of the government vaccines task force plays down concerns about people who have died after receiving a vaccine. And a new magazine by an exiled activist urges people not to give up the struggle for democracy. Hong Kong's biggest teachers' union has expressed concern that the government could force teachers to take COVID vaccines after they were added to a list of priority groups being encouraged to accept free inoculations. The professional teachers' union disagrees with the official position that teachers are in a higher-risk category, noting there have been no documented cases so far where teachers have spread the virus. The union's vice president, Yip Kin Yun, told Janice Wong it was most important that teachers decide for themselves.
1: I think, well, some of the
2: teachers might want to have that vaccination, but other teachers might not want to have it. And I think the most important thing is the government or the school authorities should respect the willing of the teachers, whether they want to have it or they want do not want to have it. So respecting the teachers' will is the most important thing.
0: The chairman of the concern group Hong Kong Patients Voices, Alex Lam, says the government is not doing enough to make sure people are in a healthy condition when they receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Mr. Lam told an RTHK program that while he believes the recent deaths of three people who died days after receiving the Sinovac vaccine may not be linked to the jabs, the government should provide people with medical consultation services at vaccination centers to better protect the chronically ill. A member of the government task force leading its mass vaccination program says it's understandable some people have been concerned about the safety of COVID vaccines in light of recent deaths following vaccination, adding that overseas examples show such concerns are common in the early days of a mass vaccination
2: program. Todd Harding has more. Government data shows the percentage of people showing up for appointments they'd booked for a vaccine fell from around 90% last week to 64% yesterday. Dr. Lan ching choi says with more than 100 people dying here on average every day, it's within their expectations that some of them would have received a vaccine. He assured the public that experts will report any instance of concern to the public in a transparent manner and examine whether or not they're linked to the vaccination. Priority groups can get the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine if they've made a reservation
0: starting from today at seven vaccination centers under the hospital authority. People waiting for them at the center in Kowloon Tong said they were not worried about the possibility of adverse reactions, even though a number of them are over 60, as they think the German-made jabs have a higher efficacy.
2: I'm over 80, high blood pressure and um, diabetes. I am not afraid at all because they have full medical reports published and uh, millions and millions of people abroad have already taken the jabs. I know there's no uh, serious uh, side effects. From the overseas experience, this vaccine is also used in other high risk groups actually for elderly and also something with chronic disease. So I still feel confident with this vaccine. For the severe reaction or the something like anaphylaxis or allergy or something we don't know. It's actually for all kinds of vaccines we also don't know. For the safety they are quite similar actually. It's just a mild concern only to concern about the safety. I think the efficacy is more important. I am not bothered about side effect. I'm 76 and I'm in good health, so no problem for me. No, no, yes. We were told that Pfizer is the best. This is Pfizer is more efficacious. Pfizer is about 95%, and China back is about
0: 66%. The High Court has declared Daoyi Island's activist Hom Chow bankrupt after he failed to repay around 1.7 million Hong Kong dollars in legal fees demanded by the Department of Justice. The campaigner was convicted of illegally leaving Hong Kong waters with his boat in 2009 and was subsequently ordered to pay about $1.2 million in legal fees. An additional $500,000 in interest was added to the bill after the DOJ claimed he had failed to make the payments over the past decade. Mr. Lowe told the court he simply could not afford the fees and was declared bankrupt. A new magazine in support of Hong Kong's struggle for democracy is reaching out to exiled activists and those still living here, offering unvarnished commentary from the safety of Taiwan, where it's published.
2: Here is Todd Harding again. Taiwan has emerged as a place of refuge for some Hong Kongers, especially after the introduction of the new national security law in Hong Kong last year. In Chinese, the new quarterly magazine is called Be Water, after a tactic protesters used to evade the police, and inspired by a maxim of martial arts legend Bruce Lee that encourages them to be flexible or formless. The first issue came out in January. Called Flow HK in English, the magazine's editor-in-chief is exiled activist Sunny Cheung and its editorial board includes other well-known campaigners. In his piece for the inaugural edition, Mr Cheung urges people not to give up, saying the resistance movement is like a buried stream of fire ready to become a river. A judge in the U.S. city of
0: Minneapolis has selected the first three members of the jury for the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former police officer charged with murdering the African-American George Floyd last May by kneeling on his neck. Possible jurors are being questioned to ensure the impartiality. Harrowing video footage of his death sparked demonstrations across the United States and around the world. Former public defender Abigail Serra told the BBC that made selecting a jury a challenge.
1: I think it's going to be extremely difficult to get an impartial jury. Virtually everyone in the country and practically in the world has seen the video or at least read articles about the video and its contents. I think the best that we can hope for is that those who have seen it or read articles about it will commit to keeping it open mind and to being impartial as the trial goes on and different kinds of evidence come in.
0: The British Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab has denied as completely false a claim by one of the EU's most senior officials that London has banned all COVID-19 vaccine exports. The President of the European Council, Charles Michel, made the comment in a weekly briefing note. The BBC's Helen Katz reports.
3: It's understood the Foreign Secretary has written to Mr Michel to set the record straight, saying that the UK government had not blocked the export of a single COVID-19 vaccine or components. Mr Michel responded on social media saying there were different ways of imposing bans or restrictions and that he was glad if the UK reaction led to more transparency and increased exports. It's understood that a representative of the EU's delegation to the UK has been summoned to a meeting at the Foreign Office, following concerns that the claim had been repeated at various levels within the EU and the Commission.
0: A cross-party committee of MPs in Britain has strongly criticised the government's coronavirus test and trace scheme used in England. The report by the Public Accounts Committee said the system had neither reduced infection levels nor managed to ward off national lockdowns, despite costing what it called an unimaginable sum, 51 billion U.S. dollars, over two years. The opposition Labour MP Meg Hillier chairs the committee.
2: It's an eye-watering sum of money that's been spent and for that we need to see better results and a better clearer connection between testing and stemming the spread of the virus and so far the data on that is not very strong.
0: Brazil has registered a new record daily number of 1,972 deaths from COVID-19. Rio de Janeiro's respected health institute, Fiocruz, has warned of a growing risk of the collapse of the health system, with almost all the state capitals reporting intensive care units at least 80% full. A new report from the World Health Organization has found a third of all women experience physical or sexual violence at some point in their lives. The report is the largest ever study of violence against women and includes data from the years 2000 to 2018. The WHO says the coronavirus pandemic has exposed more women to violence. Its report says partner violence is by far the most prevalent. It affects over 640 million women worldwide, many of them still in their teens. Claudia Garcia Moreno is from the UN agency.
2: One out of every four adolescent girls aged 15 to 19 already have experienced or been subjected to either physical or sexual violence in the hands of a close partner. And I think this is very serious.
0: The British royal family says it's taking very seriously allegations of racism raised by the Duchess of Sussex in a television interview. A statement issued on behalf of Queen Elizabeth said the concerns would be addressed privately. Here's the BBC's Nicholas Witchell. Buckingham Palace issued a statement from Her Majesty the Queen. It read, The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, megan and archie will always be much loved family members it amounted to just 61 words the palace made it clear it would not be commenting further new research has been launched to investigate one of australia's most urgent environmental mysteries the death of millions of eucalyptus trees the bbc's phil mercer reports from sydney eucalyptus trees dominate australia's landscape but millions have withered and died, yet no one knows why. Drought, attacks by insects, microbes in soil and climate change could be to blame. Universities are joining Australia's National Science Agency in a new study to unlock the mystery of eucalypt dieback. It was recorded in the 1940s, but has increased significantly in recent years, turning mighty gum trees into pale grey skeletons. To business news, Cathay Pacific has posted a record annual loss of 21.6 billion Hong Kong dollars for last year, with the carrier saying 2020 was the most challenging 12 months of its more than 70 year history. The company said the annual loss already reflected the $2.68 billion it received from a government bailout and included a $3 billion loss in fuel hedging because of a steep decline in fuel usage and in fuel prices. The company will not issue an interim dividend. Its subsidiary, Hong Kong Express, also reported a loss of more than $1.7 billion for last year. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.83 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents, and the pound is is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 76 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 28,937. That's 157 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at 113 billion dollars. And now for sports, here is Atom Zhang.
3: We start in the Champions League, where Porto and Borussia Dortmund are the first teams to book their places in the quarterfinals. Porto progressed on away goals despite a 3-2 loss at Juventus. Sergio Oliveira scored the decisive goal for the visitors in extra time. Porto played most of the game with 10 men but still managed to go through on away goals. That tie finished 4-4 over two legs. Borussia Dortmund got two goals from Erling Haaland in a 2-2 draw with Sevilla. Dortmund won the tie 5-4 on aggregate to reach the last eight. Details from the BBC's John Bennett. Two goals
1: for Erling Haaland, the first after great work by Marco Royce. the second after a controversial penalty. His first effort was saved by the Sevilla keeper, but the Sevilla keeper, Bono, came off his line, according to the video assistant referee, so it was retaken. Sevilla were furious. At that stage, Dortmund seemed to be coasting through uh, up on aggregate by two goals, but Dortmund nearly threw away their two-goal lead. Youssef N. Naziri scored a penalty for Sevilla with 21 minutes to go. He also scored in injury time, and Sevilla came very close to forcing it into extra time. They were pushing right until the, the final whistle, but Borussia Dortmund just about held on.
3: Liverpool are focusing on tonight's Champions League match against RB Leipzig. Their last 16 second leg takes place at Anfield. Liverpool hold a 2 0 advantage from the first leg but have lost six in a row at home. Meanwhile, Paris Saint Germain have a commanding 4 1 lead over Barcelona, going into tonight's second leg in the French capital. Brazil's world famous Maracanã Stadium is to get a new name after authorities in Rio de Janeiro voted to honor one of football's greatest players, Pele. Here's the BBC's Candace Piet.
0: Pelé played at the stadium many times for Brazil and scored his thousandth goal there in 1969 for Santos against the local club Vasco da Gama. Even so, the decision to name it after him was heated. Some MPs wanted the stadium to remain named after
2: Mario Filho, the journalist who lobbied for its construction in the 1940s. There were also concerns that Pelé hadn't been born in Rio. But in the end, the king won. A worthy homage, said one MP, even though most people will still call
1: Brazilian football's spiritual home after the district where it lies, the Maracanã.
3: Germany's Joachim Löw is stepping down as the country's national team coach. The 61-year-old World Cup winner has been in charge since replacing Jürgen Klinsmann 15 years ago. He had a contract until next year's World Cup, but made the decision to end it early and will leave after this year's European Championships. And that's your look at sports.
0: And to end the news, the top stories again. Hong Kong's biggest teachers' union says it should be up to teachers themselves whether or not they get vaccinated. A member of the government vaccines task force plays down concerns about people who have died after receiving a vaccine. And a new magazine by an exiled activist urges people not to give up the struggle for democracy. The news from RTHK. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk.
2: To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water, Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details.